0: Acts one eight begins in Jerusalem. I recently attended a, a missions conference in Colorado Springs, and uh, when I went there, I saw these beautiful mountains, and all I could do was look at them from the window because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go on any, you know, hiking excursion or anything like that, I stayed, Deanna and I stayed in the hotel, but it's beautiful out there. The next time we go on a conference like that, I want to add a couple days so we can really take in the scenery, but uh, it was an outstanding missions conference, and uh, our president of uh, the Christian and Missionary Alliance, Dr. John Stumbo, he was sharing by video, and his messages were on Acts 1-8, and uh, he talked about Jerusalem. And he said that uh, as a church, we got to start in our Jerusalem. We can't just say, well, we got a heart for missions and we're going to send international workers to the ends of the earth if we don't have a mission right here in our own Jerusalem. And we know that our Jerusalem is wherever we're at. Whenever we're there, obviously, we're supposed to be salt and light. And so I want to encourage you guys to continue to use that little booklet. Paths of Gold, remember that? I, I don't have it here, I thought I did. But uh, there it is, Deanna can hold it up in the air. And uh, we use that tool, because in that tool we put, a, put the name of, of the person that the Lord's put on our heart to, to pray for and look for an opportunity to share Christ with. So I want to encourage you to continue to do that individually, wherever you're at, in the marketplace, in the workplace. That's what we do individually. But then he, he challenged us. As a pastor, he challenged me. I was sitting there taking notes, and, and uh, when the Holy Spirit speaks to me, I, I, I can hear what he's, he's trying to communicate. And, and he used Dr. Stumbo that very moment. He said, I challenge you to go back home. He said, you can't do everything to reach your city. Sometimes we think about we got to do this, and we got to do that, and, and, and in the end, when we think about everything that we have to do, we don't do a whole lot. Have you been there before? He said, just do something. I was praying about this. I felt like the Lord put something in my heart. We want to be good neighbors, right? We, the church... Wherever we go, that's where the church goes. So when we leave here, the church leaves. But we gather here in this place, in this location, and so we're identified often by this vicinity. And so in this location, we want to be a good neighbor. I'm going to ask Deanna if you'll give the clicker. I forgot that. Here's what the Lord put on my heart, and he gave me a confirmation. After Dr. Stumbo shared corporately, what are you doing corporately to make a difference in your Jerusalem? I was thinking, "Ah, I know we do it individually. Then the Lord put put a place on my heart. Right here in this neighborhood. Lake Orno Estates. I want to show. This is right on Highway 10, right down the road from where we are right here. Lake Orno Estates. We, we drive by it all the time, right? Many of you drove by this place to get here. We cruise by. It's right on Highway 10. And I got a confirmation the very day when Dr. Stumbo was sharing this. I was reading in my devotions, Romans 15, 2. Paul writes and says, each of us should please listen, our neighbors, for their good, to build them up. I think that's what the Lord wants us to do here. And so I shared this news with the elders and the staff, and as a staff, we spent time greenlighting for ideas. We came up with a few possibilities, like in this place here, Lake Orno Estates, there's probably some kids there who, who need help with their homework. We could maybe help them. We could do a barbecue in their honor. There's a beautiful park right across the street. We could have a vacation Bible school there. We could minister to people who have need with their cars, maybe basic car care. How about a food pantry right here? We could say to our our neighbors, we want to be a good neighbor. We don't want to just show up here once a week or twice a week or how many times we come here to gather. We want to make a difference. Even though it's small, in God's eyes, it's probably huge. It is huge. That they would know that there's people at Gateway Church that care about us. So I want you to start praying. In fact, we've made contact with the manager of this place last week, Kirsten Tucky, our children's director. She's going to share a testimony at the very end of this service about what the Lord did to begin to open up a way for us to maybe minister, I believe he will, to Lake Orno Estates right close to us. We're also called to to be salt and light wherever we're at. So I'm going to ask my dear friend, Jerry Munger. You probably don't know Jerry Munger. Come on up. He's more affectionately known as who? Yogi. Yogi. You didn't even know his first name, did you? (laughs) I had to go to the archives to find Jerry Munger. It's Yogi. And Yogi is ministering in his own Jerusalem by reaching his grandsons for the Lord. And so we have Isaiah right here. I want everyone to see Isaiah and Matthew. And so these guys are going to share their testimony today of what the Lord's been doing. Praise the Lord. Well,
1: my beloved, brother, i well, this is to see all you beautiful people. Nah, we're waiting for your camera to come out. <laughs> this is Matthew. This is Isaiah. It was very important when Paul asked me to come up here and, and say a few words that we don't put man's opinions into it. What I who I am is not important. What's important is what does Christ say? What does Christ say? Not my opinion. So we're gonna start out and where do we invest ourselves? Do we invest it in the external systems of the world? Are we willing to invest in the internal? Everlasting life that only God can create and regenerate the soul. This is what Peter says in one verse, one, verse twenty, uh, verse twenty-two and twenty-three. Fervently love one another, not of seed that is perishable, but imperishable. Spiritual life implanted in the Holy Spirit to produce the new birth is unfailing. It's permanent. Never goes away. Listen to this. The word is God. is living. And what a beautiful word this is. It's enduring. It endures forever. It never leaves you. It sustains you when you're hurting. But you got to focus on him, not on the system that we live. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, Receive the word of God not as a word of men before what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. You know what he's saying there? He said, my words are not important because the word of God takes over, making you skilled in the art of knowing Christ it's not man's opinions. It's not my thoughts. What's important is Christ and the word. The word regenerates. One more thing Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, 5, and my message, my preaching are not in persuasive words of wisdom. A man They're in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It isn't us. If we're willing to speak of Christ, he will use that, that word, to perform his regeneration of souls that don't know him. That's what we're here for. It isn't for visions. It isn't for miracles. That doesn't save anything. never has. What saves, what regenerates the soul is Christ and his word. Where is our Jerusalem? It's wherever we're not ashamed to speak for Christ. Do we let people walk by and not say a word? and ashamed of it? Or are we willing to say the word can regenerate a soul? I'm going to let Matthew and Isaiah speak here for a minute about what's happening in their
2: lives. Okay, so the the message today is finding your Jerusalem. And finding your Jerusalem is spreading God's word. It's putting it. It's for His glory, <laughs> and it's it's not just one day of the week. It's it's your whole. It's throughout your life, and it, it's every week. And it's exactly what Grandpa, my Grandpa, said. And you know, it's stopping a person and glorifying God, and because He He rejoices when it's kind of like the parable of the of the lost sheep, and uh, there's a shepherd and hundred sheep, and one of the sheep went astray, and so he leaves the 99 sheep to go in search of the one sheep, and when he finds the sheep, he he rejoices more than the other 99 sheep, and that's part of the, uh, the joy he gets from spreading, you know, God's word, and it's something we've been doing every uh friday night just having a bible study and bringing others and spreading god's word we have been uh just going to someplace like burger king and inviting others to come share the faith and it's not just for us anymore um it's it's glorifying him he sees joy when whenever we bring others and share the faith with them um it's, but one thing pe- we have to realize is it's, it's an introduction to the truth because it's a relationship between the believer and God. And there is nothing we can do to change that person other than introducing them to the truth. And I just really sees joy in it. <laughs>
1: I want you to understand, my beloved, that uh, those are words of living water from a new creation that's only a month and a half old in its Christian life. That is what the Spirit of God can do to regenerate a soul. It's His Word, it's not our opinions. You don't need doctorates in front of your name. You can spend your life at the dollar sign at Burger King. It don't matter if you're willing to speak of Christ. Psalm 19 is God's own definition of himself. This has been on me all week for some reason. So it's going to come out now. Psalm 19 is a it defines who God is. The first six chapters talks of his creation. Chapters 7 through 14 speaks of God's revelation in Scripture. It speaks of himself. Verse 14, it's his judgments. I'm just going to talk about one and sit down. Let's explore verse 7. It says the law of the Lord is perfect. It's perfect. Restoring the soul. Myself, and any true believer here, has been restored by that word. It leaves nothing out to transform the inner soul. It leaves nothing out. The word itself transforms, regenerates the lost soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. That's so beautiful. What he's saying is it's pure, it's clear. It's not mysterious to the person who has been given spiritual life. The Bible is clear. It's understandable. Where the unregenerate soul does not understand it. As we've experienced Of a month and a half year old regenerated sinner evangelizing. I don't know where God will take him. But he's willing He's not ashamed to be identified with Christ. So are we willing to speak out and tell others of the gospel of Jesus Christ? The word will speak for itself. Are we ashamed of the gospel of Christ and say nothing? That the people will just let them walk by? I've done it. They walked away afterwards, and I wondered, well, why didn't I speak of Christ? Can't answer that. Are we perfect? No. Does it hurt me? Yes. You see, the Word of God has a power by itself. It's the seed. The Word of God is where we find the treasure of Jesus Christ. And it's him, my friends, who generates the lost soul. Because I know there's plenty in here today. The only reason we're here is to glorify Christ and tell him, tell you lovely people, that we are living examples of that living water because somebody else was willing to tell us about Christ. They weren't trained professionals. They're just people who have experienced the living water of being regenerated by his word. Can
0: I have you stand, please? He is the saving one, and uh, isn't that a great testimony of Yogi, who's a grandfather, who uh, ministered the gospel of Jesus Christ to his, his young grandson, Isaiah, and Isaiah didn't share too much here, but by his very presence, he was, he was communicating to all of us that, uh, that he loves the Lord, and this little boy has a special call on his life, Isaiah, and then you got Matthew. And uh, that's just a powerful testimony. And it's a result of their grandfather who's saying, I'm going to be a witness in my own Jerusalem. I'm going to live this gospel out, and it's impacted his grandchildren. That will have a tremendous impact um, through the generations. Amen? And uh, if you want to hear an exciting testimony, just pull... Yogi aside, and uh, listen to what the Lord saved him from. It's an incredible testimony. You can, you can meet Yogi usually at Panera, Monday through Friday. And uh, he's, he's hanging out there. He brings his Bible. He opens up his Bible, gets a cup of coffee. Before it was over at Dunn Brothers, he's, he kind of changes locations, all right? But here he is. He's witnessing in his very own Jerusalem, Friday nights at Burger King, he's what he's having a Bible study with uh, some of the some of the guys, and I'm very very thrilled about this ministry. And God's called all of us to do it. He's called us to to be a witness in our Judea and Samaria, and I'm excited about our our partnership with Pastor Amenti right down in in Minneapolis, and. Uh, I think this is like year two or year three in our partnership. And uh, God's doing some exciting things. And uh, many of you have been down to the, uh, the service. He pastors two churches. One church is called the, the Lamb and Lion Fellowship. That's an Ethiopian first-generation church that meets on, on uh, Sunday mornings. If you go down there, you're not going to really, you'll catch the spirit, but you're not going to understand a whole lot because they speak in their native tongue, all right? Ethiopian. But then on Friday nights, he's, he's beginning this new ministry called The Branch. It's a multicultural church. And uh, we've had a few of our folks head down there on Friday evening. And in fact, Cabot and Sherry Wormwood, they're there almost every Friday evening. And uh, so I sat down with them and asked them a few questions about the ministry in uh, Minneapolis and this is what they had to share alright Hey Gateway Church, I have some exciting news here to share with you today I have some special friends who have been uh, partnering up with Pastor Mente we've uh, established this partnership with Pastor Mente in the Seward neighborhood in Minneapolis I have some uh, some questions here for Cabot and Sherry Wormwood they uh, are busy on Friday evenings. Every pretty much every Friday evening, you guys have a have a date together set. So tell us what you do on Friday evenings.
3: Well, the party starts at about six thirty. We have a light dinner, followed by a worship time, and then there's a message presented by Pastor Amente. And the message that he's currently presenting is the Exodus of the Israelites from Goshen to the Promised Land.
0: Tell us what the ministry looks like on Friday evening.
3: We probably have like 20 to 25 people attend. Okay, and I would say that 70% of the congregation is unmarried between the ages of 19 and 30. uh, From many different cultures, many different backgrounds. It's been uh, real interesting to get to know all of them.
4: So we meet in a house that's right next to the church and David Long brought a crew down and they did a lot of remodeling and so that's been really nice and it's a better environment. There's a kitchen right off of the main meeting room. And there's some people from Ethiopia, we have one from Hong Kong, we have some Americans there's some people, some people that go that are just new in their faith, and then there's a few that have been walking with the Lord a long time. There's one who's really an evangelist, and his name is Ewo. Iu, <laughs> I never know how to say his name. But he invites people all the time. So there's a lot of new people coming in and checking it out, and some of them stay, and some of them don't come back. But that's been really exciting to have that part of the body, bringing people in and we're all encouraged to bring people.
0: So tell me, Cabot and Sherry, why do you guys go on Friday evenings?
4: Well, we really do enjoy the fellowship with people who go there. And we're encouraged and fed with the word. And it's very inspiring. Pastor Menti has a real, he teaches a lot of deep Teachings, and we just really feel like we're being fed. And also, it's a really great way to do something on a Friday night. And it's not quite so lonely when we're just going out to dinner together. It's nice to be with a body of people.
0: Tell me, what, what's your involvement on Friday evenings with Pastor Mente and the branch, um, the the folks there? Tell tell me, tell us a little bit about what you do.
3: Sherry and I have been blessed with the resources to taxi people to the event, prepare the meal, and then also serve it.
4: Yeah, and we also have a new friend that we've been driving down there from Elk River, and she's also really enjoys cooking, and she helps us prepare the meal too. And so it's been a lot of fun to be involved.
0: So, guys, tell, tell us a little bit about the purpose of Friday evenings. You're, 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 you know, you're packing up your, your uh, vehicle, you're heading out, picking up some people, and you head all the way down to downtown Minneapolis, in the Seward neighborhood. Um, what's the purpose for that?
4: The purpose, really, is to expand the kingdom. To spread the gospel and to share Christ with people, and we feel that it's really important to go and to be to encourage others and to be encouraged in a body. And if we're not involved, like in a in a small group or in a study, going to church on Sunday really for us is not enough. And it's really nice to be able to actually minister to a group of people outside of Elk River, and. It's kind of exciting to invite people because they're like, ooh, it's Minneapolis. It must be kind of good if you know, you're going all that way. So it's been, a, it's been a great year and the Lord's doing some really awesome things there. So,
0: Kevin and Sherry, tell us how, how this ministry has made a difference in, in your life. How has it impacted your life?
3: As a couple, uh, throughout the week, We spend a lot more time together discussing uh, last Friday's message. it's really created a unity within uh, within our marriage.
4: Yeah, I think it's helped both of us. It's helped us to learn to be aware of how we're responding to each other. And uh, I think in the last couple of weeks, they've been talking about loving the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And that is what I think I've been learning throughout the year, is just dying to the flesh and just giving it all, and I think in, it's just been a lot, of, a lot of growth and a lot of fun.
0: Kevin, Sherry, thanks for, for sharing your heart. The, uh, the story was a true inspiration for us as we continue in this partnership with Pastor Amente and, and the Branch and the Lamb and Lion Fellowship. It's a, it's a great work. So I want to encourage everyone here at Gateway Church to, to put on your calendar on a Friday night and uh, link up with Cabot and Sherry and uh, be a part of what God's doing through this great ministry. Thank you.